Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about law enforcement issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. I'm going to go ahead and introduce our panelists to you guys. If you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show, uh, we have attorney and former federal prosecutor, Ward Mythaler, and also all retired this evening. We have Captain Brett Bartlett, Corporal David D. Gresta, Officer Andrea Casal, and producer Will Statzer. He, he's not retired, by the way. He's still active. All right. And uh, hey, a shout out to our sponsors. We have Extra Duty Solutions, GunLearn.com, Column Case Management, Viridian Weapon Technologies, and Guardian Alliance Technologies. We are also also syndicated on the radio by the Boss Hog Radio Network. We love Boss Hog. And uh, hey, we are powered by Pexip. So uh, thanks to our sponsors and to our subscribers and listeners this evening. Hey, uh, we've got a really good lineup, uh, a very, uh, I mean, an excellent lineup for this evening. Uh, we're going to start off with the hottest news topic right now. My sources are policeone.com, Fox News, and factcheck.org, because I want to make sure that we, uh, we got it right. So um, I'm titling the article, and, and Will and I are going get to get together about the uh, thumbnail for the video. I'm titling it. Uh, capital propaganda, and President Donald Trump had a Save America rally that actually I was supposed to go to. And uh, Mike Christner, if you're if you're listening, um, who was talking me into going with him, we we changed our minds at the last minute. I'm glad at this point that we did. Uh, but uh, it was a Save America rally, um, not really a protest or anything, but it was it was a rally, and it was on January 6th in Washington D.C. Now here's some quotes from President Trump. And I want you to keep these in mind when you're hearing the articles that we're going to be discussing. And here's a quote. Now it is up to Congress to confront these egregious to to confront this egregious assault on our democracy. After this, we're going to walk down to the Capitol and I'll be there with you. And uh, there was another reference somewhere in the speech to, uh, you know, we're going to fight like hell now. Uh, he's getting, of course, a lot of backlash. And no, uh, he did not. This, these other statements I'm getting ready to make, let's make sure that we uh, show up whenever we have to show up. If you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, at a department store, at a gasoline station, get out, create a crowd, push back on them. You tell them they're not welcome anymore, any, anywhere. That's not Trump. That's, that's Rep. Maxine Waters, Democrat. And, of course, there's all kinds of uh, statements from Democratic leaders um, across the board that that um, that would be uh, more apt to be charged for inciting a riot. So the, I'm just going to take the titles from some of the articles um, that we're going to be, you know, that's really encompassing the story. D.C. mayor calls a National Guard ahead of possible protest, and then Trump supporters stormed the U.S. Capitol in deadly clash with police. Capitol, uh, they secured Trump supporters, uh, or I guess they, they secured the Capitol after Trump supporters mobbed the building and the police pl uh, presence remains the feds expect to arrest more than a dozen involved in the Capitol siege. Uh, there are cameras everywhere. Capitol Police Chief defends the officer's response to violent protests. And then the Capitol Police Chief resigns amid criticism over the response to the violence. And there's another article that says the Capitol Police rejected offers of federal help to quell the mob. And it says that three days before the probe, uh, President, for Trump, uh, President Donald Trump uh, it says riot, uh, and uh, but this rally at the Capitol, the Pentagon asked the U.S. Capitol Police if it needed National Guard manpower. And as the mob was coming down to the building on Wednesday, the Justice Department leaders, they reached out to offer the FBI. Now, the police turned them down both times, according to a defense official and two people familiar with the matter. Now, also on Fox News, the U.S. Capitol Police chief, who was in charge during 
This incident reportedly asked the supervisors ahead of time for permission to request that the D.C. National Guard be on standby if the situation spiraled and got out of control. But his supervisors denied the request. And uh, then we've got uh, more videos showing uh, what led up to the fatal shooting inside the U.S. Capitol. And then we've got another video showing a, a Leo law enforcement officer getting crushed by a mob at the Capitol. Another video showing what they describe as a lone Capitol police officer facing down a mob to save lives. I think it would be the, the title would be better that he's turning around and, uh, and, and, and running away from the mob. Um, another video says violent mob drags police officer down Capitol steps, which I had not seen before. Um, a U.S. Capitol Police officer died after the riot. Officer Brian D. Uh, Sicknick, he died on Thursday due to the injury sustained while on duty. And uh, he was physically engaging protesters at the U.S. Capitol. Uh, we've got some uh, other stuff that we're going to cover related to this, but I think that's enough to kind of whet the appetite and get it started. So I don't know who wants to start this thing first, but uh, it, it's it's I expect probably everybody to get into it. Captain, you want to start us off? Yeah, Chip. Uh uh, a friend of mine was there too, and and he texted me. He said it's not like, it's not like what people were saying. Now you can't deny the fact that people broke into the Capitol building, and destroyed and stole. And you you I mean there's there's obviously photos and videos of that. Um, what happened was though I think one of the guys broke into Speaker Pelosi's office and stole some um, classified material, which according to my sources proves that she is yes indeed actually a man. So I think that's gonna come out pretty soon. Now, so here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. Berlin, before before the war, uh, uh, when they when the Nazis burned the Reichstag and they blamed it on the communists, and that caused an impetus for, for the uprising of the party and some other things going on. So they have this this huge this huge crowd that up to this point has always been always been very, very peaceable. And then they decide not to man the fences, even though I believe they had intelligence that said it was going to get ugly. Is it possible, is it possible that they actually allowed, and then this is a stretch, some people, some damage, not a lot, some people, some damage, to be able to raise the flag and go, see, see what we've been talking about all along? Trump is, Trump is violent. His people are violent. Just enough, just enough to get that impression. So you've got a couple of people that are willing to do it, and like a lot of a lot of crowds, the crowd goes along with some people. They do things they wouldn't normally do, but when they're anonymous, they go they go along with the crowds. I think there's a lot more to this than what we're seeing. And, and I, I can't help but think that there was some forethought and some foresight and some forewarning going into this event. I don't believe, I don't believe it was all spontaneous. All right. All right. Thank you, Captain. Now, um, before anyone else goes in, guys, uh, go and open up your mics if you want to go next. I just want to add some more information that I haven't gotten to yet. And we've got about five minutes before we take our first commercial break. But uh, protesters swarmed state houses across the U.S. and some of them were evacuated. And uh, there was a interesting article by uh, Caliber Press saying, should you shoot someone breaching the U.S. Capitol? And they had, you know, video they had of uh, actually, you know, uh, you know, guys, you know, uh, Brett and I have been producing these Deadly Force scenario uh, videos uh, for a while. I mean, for what, six years now? And David's been a, a star in a lot of those. But it was almost like they watched our videos and wanted to do it the same way because they were freeze framing and acting. Are you justified at this point? Are you justified at that point? And I, I thought it was, you know, pretty interesting. And, and we also got, um, I got a couple messages from a subscriber, Darren Chase. 
now I uh, I can't remember whether this was on YouTube or whether it was on Rumble. I know that David Diagresta is now um, on Rumble and he's been you know you know switching it up with some of the uh, subscribers. But Darren Chase asked, uh, what did you guys think of the Capitol Police actions? Did some of the officers allow the domestic terrorists to enter the perimeter? Uh, do you believe armed Trump MAGA rioters get a pass when compared to Black Lives Matter unarmed rioters? Was Trump responsible for the riot? And then seeing how police officer Brian Sicknick uh, was murdered in the line of duty, do you believe these domestic terrorists should be charged with felony murder? That might be a good question for Ward. And then should uh, Ashley Babbitt's death, the girl that was climbing on top of that door and shot uh, by the cop inside, um, should it also be added to those inside the Capitol building? Should only those filmed committing violent entry be charged or should even those following orders, uh, or I'm sorry, should those following others, but basically waving Trump flags while dressed in ridiculous attire be charged as co-conspirators in these deaths as well? So a lot of questions. Uh, David, why don't you, uh, we've got you know, a little over three minutes. David, go ahead and start us. Um, yeah, I'll start it. Uh, you know, the, the double standard here to me is just incredibly disgusting. Um, if, if this had been private property in a major city somewhere in the U.S., uh, there would have been, uh, everybody shrugged, shrugged their shoulders and said, what's the big deal? It's, it's you know, it's, we need to give them room to, to, to damage property and, and, and have their voices heard. Uh, all the things that we heard from these, um, as far as I'm concerned, disgusting politicians, all during the, the destruction of large parts of, of major cities across the United States. But now when, when, when rioters, and you can call them whatever you want, I don't care, when people show up at their door where they think they own this property, which I hate to, I hate to break it to you, but, but that the capitals in these states and the national capital belongs to us, not to them. And they act like it's theirs, like they own it. And I have to disagree. They don't. They're politicians that we send there. And my way of getting rid of them is vote. That's how I do it. Uh, these people, I'm not saying they did the right thing, but the difference in reaction between these two different groups, one going to the Capitol and yelling and screaming at politicians versus uh, your average citizen who's trying to run a business in a city is just incredible to me. Ward and I had a small discussion earlier, and I hope he, he follows up with his, with his thoughts on um, arsonists and, and all that sort of stuff. But if you're going to take it down that road where some guy behind a barricaded door can shoot a person on the other side of that door simply for banging on the door and banging on the glass and fracturing the glass, that's a, that's a shootable offense now? You can do that? I, okay. I, I want to see that in the major cities then. It, it has to be even across the board. You can't say, in my opinion, you cannot say that just because it's the Capitol, oh, it's the U.S. Capitol, I could give a crap what it is. It's a building. It's a building. It's not democracy. It's not the republic. It's a building in which these activities take place. That's all it is. That, that's all it is. It's a symbol. That's all it is. Just like the statues that they tore down. Just like the, 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 the flags they want to change. Just like the, the, um, the colleges they want to rename. It's just a symbol. But yet now this has turned into something and along Brett's line that I'm, you know, kind of going, what is, how, where, where is, what is going on with this? 
along with some of the other stories that we're going to get to about censoring free speech and the like. Um, yeah, I, I have a, a serious problem with a lot of the crap they did. All right, Dave. Well, look, thanks. I know we got Warden Andre on the hook. We're going to take another, well, our first commercial break. We'll be right back. Our friends at Extra Duty Solutions. Inefficiencies can negatively affect your staff's production morale, as well as your agency's reputation. With proper oversight, your agency's extra duty, off-duty employment program, it can be profitable. Extra Duty Solutions, they administer these programs at no cost to your agency while taking on all the administrative burden and the financial risk. They keep your program fair and transparent. The officers most eligible to work get priority, and they pay out over a whopping $50 million in the past 12 months. So visit them today at extradutysolutions.com. Okay, well, welcome back to the Legal Roundtable Show. All right, uh, I think, David, if you're done, we'll let uh, Attorney Ward and Officer Andrea take a stab at it. So go ahead, Ward, start us off. Wow. Um, first of all, um, I agree with David that there is hypocrisy here in the press, huge hypocrisy. When they talked about the riots uh, during the summer, the riots were always the result of police brutality, as though police brutality were an established fact. Here, when they describe the riot out of Trump's uh, statements about the election, which were false, I consider the statements made about police brutality maybe not perhaps entirely false, but certainly not proven and certainly lacking in evidence. So you have this you have this hypocrisy by the press in the way they describe these different events. I disagree with David. I think the Capitol is more than a building. It is a symbol of our democracy. There was an important political process going on at the time. Uh, I don't know the right answer to this. I don't believe that under the, all the things we've talked about, that the killing of the demonstrator uh, uh, was justified at that point in time, unless you've got some special rules that apply to, to the Congress or to the Supreme Court or to the White House. Certainly, you cannot let people invade those institutions, in my opinion. Uh, next, I, I, uh, I believe uh, I disagree with what Chip has said about what Trump said. Uh, Trump's conduct to me was absolutely despicable. I believe it's impeachable. I thought the first impeachment effort was ridiculous, but I believe there are impeachable offenses here. I haven't decided whether I'm in favor of it, but I'm inclined to be in favor of it. Of it. The timeline for the riots matched pretty well his tweets. Uh, his absolutely irresponsible tweets about the the so-called power of Pence to turn the election around. He had no such power, never did. Uh, Trump has made false statements for weeks and emphasized them in his statements about, uh, about the elections. He has no respect for the 12th Amendment, as far as I can tell. Uh, and and I, I think that, uh, uh, I don't know if I think he should be impeached, but I think there's impeachable offenses. I think the ones that Democrats are going to pursue is the wrong one, uh, but we can probably talk about that later. Um, at any rate, those are those are my comments for the moment. Well, Ward, let me ask you something. And Andrea, I know that you're on you're on hold, so I apologize. But Ward, um, I'm curious what the impeachable offenses are that you're referring to. I know that right or wrong, whether whether Vice President Pence had the ability to reject the electoral votes or not. 
I know that's what Trump was, you know, that's why he wanted to rally there. He was um, hopeful because he even made a comment during his speech during the rally about, hey, P Pence, I hope you do the right thing. I'm hearing some um, not so good stories. And of course, Pence ended up not doing it. So, but right or wrong, he believed that it, it could happen, was going to happen. I believe that's the main point of having the rally there because they wanted to have a show of force as far as, you know, people go in presence and to, uh, and to be there when Trump, you know, when uh, when Pence did his thing, so what are the what's the offense that's impeachable? First of all, it doesn't take a. It's not necessary to be a crime to be an impeachable offense, in my opinion, and in the opinion of most legal scholars. One of my favorite authors is Andrew McCarthy, who writes for the National Review, a conservative intellectual organization. He's a great writer, a former federal prosecutor. He hasn't decided whether he's in favor of impeachment or not, but he agrees there's impeachable offenses, and he describes them this way. The subversion, the attempted subversion by Trump of the Constitution's electoral process, particularly the 12th Amendment, uh, counting of sovereign states' electoral votes. Second of all, he recklessly encouraged a raucous political demonstration that foreseeably divided into the arming of the Capitol. And third, his depraved indifference to the welfare of the vice president, the security staff of the Congress, and members of Congress in the remarks that he made. Those are... I happen to agree are impeachable offenses. So he, so his belief that Pence could do something that was totally up to Pence to do and Trump could not have done it, it was outside of Trump's control and him telling the protesters that he's gonna walk down to the Capitol with them is, and, and of course you've, you've pretty much admitted that he committed no crime, but you think that those things are impeachable? Well, first of all, he may have committed a crime in his call to the Secretary of State of Georgia. I don't have an opinion on that, but some people think he did. I don't think he, proved, he he committed a federal crime here in his speech. It'd be impossible to prove. You couldn't do it. Uh, it wasn't what he thought. It, it wasn't what Pence had the power to do or not. It's what he roughly said Pence had the power to do. Pence had absolutely no power under the 12th Amendment or the Electoral Counting Act uh, to change this election or to do anything Trump said. And, and he castigated Pence, bullied him. Um, and I think in doing that, egged on the demonstrators with what I consider to be flat-out lies about what the Constitution provides. In short, he didn't uphold his right, to, his 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 pledge to protect his his sworn oath to protect the Constitution. Okay, would you agree, Ward, that that's a highly contested point, whether or not Pence had the um, capability to do that or not? Absolutely not. It's 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 clear cut that he absolutely cannot do it. The electoral the Twelfth Amendment says his, his duties are ministerial only. The Electoral Counting Act of uh, 1887 says that if a state certifies its votes six days before the, the counting of the votes in Congress, it's conclusive. There's nothing further to do. So I, I say absolutely not. There's nothing there. And every, well, I, every court has looked at this as found insufficient evidence to, to support Trump's allegations. Uh, in my opinion, Trump's absolutely out of line. His conduct's despicable. Okay, well, by, um, I guess by saying what I said, I, there are other people that have come forth, um, scholars that say that they believe that it wasn't as cut and dry as what you're now saying. And I'm not taking a position one way or the other because I, I don't have the knowledge to. I'm just going off of the experts that I've heard. But there have been um, a ton of experts that I've seen and heard that, have, uh, that disagree with you on that. I absolutely do not believe there's a ton of experts on that. I, I challenge you on that. I just don't believe it. This is so clear. I mean, you got Cruz in the Senate 
who makes, who's, who's, I think, an embarrassment at this point, doesn't even refer to the Electoral Counting Act in, in what he thinks could be done. But I don't think anyone is saying, any, or very few people are saying that Pence had some authority to send votes back uh, to the states for recertification. All right. Well, look, well, thanks. We'll get uh, Andrea coming up here in a second. Hey, we're going to take uh, one more commercial break before we get started. And of course, this is for, you know, our radio segments on Boss Hog Radio. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. I'd like to take this time to tell our users about how best to watch us. Now, our live show is on YouTube every Monday evening at 7 o'clock Eastern time. And we also have segments. So producer Will grabs that um, hour and a half, you know, live show on Mondays. And he splits up in the five segments and he uploads those to YouTube Tuesday through Saturday. And we also put those on Rumble, which is our new video platform as well. So it makes for a great way to watch the show. If you're able to watch a live show, you can converse with us. If you go to the YouTube, subscribe to our channel and have your alerts turned on, you'll get notices before we do a live show. And you can click on the link to the email you get from YouTube and you can converse with us. Like I know Brett's uh, conversing with people actually right now, I can see him typing and there's a, a good live uh, viewership that's watching the show. And so check out the segments also Tuesday through Saturday because we embed the videos that we're talking about. And they're also on Facebook in case you guys want to see in advance before we do a live show. Simply go to our Facebook page. You can check those out in advance as well. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable show. Andrea, I think we can finally squeeze you in. So thanks for being patient. The floor is yours. No, no problem. I wish I would have gotten to hear everything that Ward had to say. Um, first of all, I think that we could spend the whole night talking about this topic. I think that there are so many different things, so many different aspects to this. But, you know, there's no way that you can tell me that there wasn't some. First of all, we know that they had knowledge that some of this was going to take place beforehand. I think every single one of us that has ever been, you know, a law enforcement officer knows that the security was not where it should have been that day. They they should have been able to go there and rally behind President Trump because we all know that there was some deception in this election, no matter what spectrum you want to be on. I, I really don't care. He has way too much evidence against these people. You can't tell me that he wasn't framed for some of this. And if you actually listen to him while he's talking, I completely disagree. I feel like the timing was off. I do think that he was sitting there trying to say, hey, look, you know, let's keep it peaceful. Let's rally behind. If we don't fight for this election, and I don't mean fight physically, and I don't think he meant fight physically. I think if we don't fight for this election, you will never see an election in the United States the same way ever again. And if you start watching some of these other videos and about how votes were stolen in the Philippines very much the same way and, and other things like that, if you don't start looking into this deeper and think about how much information, remember, he hasn't been a Republican for his whole life. He's very much a moderate. For a million years, you know, President Trump was a moderate. He has information on both sides of the spectrum. Everybody has a reason to be against President Trump here. Um, you know, he has dirt on a lot of them. You know, if you go back and, and you start digging into some of these things, I think that we would find out that there's probably a lot of conspiracy here. And the media has complete control. They can spin this however they want. 
I know a lot of people that I think were very um, pro-President Trump that now are starting to question things because of how media has spinned it. Um, I do believe, obviously, that everything that happened at the Capitol was disgusting and it was devastating, but I can't. I'm going to go back to other videos that we watched a long time ago. You're not going to tell me that some of those people weren't put there and that they're not actors. You know, I'm gonna, what Dave said is, you know, there's there's a lot of a lot of different things. Actually, I wish I almost could have talked right after Dave spoke because I agree with the double standards, the double standards that we see, you know, the the beating on the doors. That's okay for any place else. You know, you're gonna sit there and it's okay. We're gonna sit there and just allow them to do damage. No, don't do it to my capital. You know, to me, we should have taken control you know, of that before it even happened. They were moving gates to allow them in. Buses got way too close to that Capitol building. It wouldn't have happened. We've all worked, you know, we've worked um, Super Bowls and different things like that. Those buses are escorted in. You're going to tell me that all of a sudden they're getting out of there, they're getting out of the buses and they're going to storm the Capitol and that they didn't have control of that? That's a problem. So you know what? There's probably a really good reason why there's some resignations. I just saw that an officer that was there committed suicide. You know, there are different things like that. Why are some of these things happening? I think we should ask a lot more whys and sit there and stop, you know, judging this because I think there's a lot of information that could come out. And I don't know if it's true, if Nancy Pelosi's computer was, you know, stolen or if it wasn't. But, you know, there's a lot of information out there that would be nice to know what all is really going on because I think that until we get the answers and we should all be asking those questions, we're not going to know what really happened. We don't know who incited these. I don't feel that the president ever wanted any violence at that Capitol building or expected that things would get to be where they want. I don't think he wants that bloodshed on his hands. And I think that that's BS. He's called for police officers to you know, be protected. He would, feels the same way, I'm sure, about anybody else, whether he likes their political opinions or not. I don't think he would want any of them harmed. So I think we got to be very careful about putting that on his hands, on anybody's hands, but especially on his right now. He's not, he's not accepting a paycheck to do his job. And he's taking a lot of criticism just to sit there and be a target. So I just, I find it, you know, I think with what, what Ward's saying, we have to be very careful about, you know, the the finger pointing and, and what all's going on here. Thanks, Andrea. Ward. Despite my serious criticism of Trump, who I voted for, there's no doubt in my mind that Andrea is right, that Trump absolutely did not intend uh, for this violence to occur, which is why he will never be indicted for and could not be convicted of, uh, of, uh, of, of inciting any crime of violence. But when it comes to impeachment, as I said before, that's not the standard. But I just to be, make the record clear, I, I agree with Andrea. I don't think Trump intended um, uh, that there be uh, to be violence, uh, which is the problem I think the Democrats are going to have with their resolution to impeach him. All right. Thanks, Ward. Hey, uh, David, before you go, I just want to make sure that we answer uh, Darian Chase's, um, you know, question. So in asking about the um, um, the actions of the Capitol Police, um, I, I think that David thinks that they were wrong. I have no problem with them using deadly force um, on entry. I I look, I, I think the articulation is important and I'm going from an angle on just protecting the lives or the people inside from serious bodily harm, even if it's the police officers. So that would be my angle. I think it's easy to justify it in my mind. Uh, and uh, it says, uh, talk about some of the officers allowing domestic terrorists to enter the perimeter. You know, um, I don't know. I've seen a video supposedly of a police escort for vans full of Antifa people 
Um, I, you know, that hasn't been verified. So I don't know what involvement that was, but I take that with, uh, you know, with a grain of salt. I think that the, uh, um, look, you're saying Trump MAGA rioters, do they get a pass compared to Black Lives Matter, you know, unarmed rioters? Look, if you breach the building, you need to take the ride. You need to suffer the consequences, you know, no matter who you support. I, I shouldn't even be part of the question, I don't think. I don't think Trump was in any way responsible for the riot. Um, and uh, as far as Brian uh, uh, Sicknick, the officer that was, you know, that died, I think that that's a, uh, a ward question as far as the felony murder rule and domestic terrorism. And then Ashley Babbitt, the girl that was shot, which I think was a completely justified shooting. Um, I don't I don't think that that's a, a good application of the felony murder rule. Um, just my personal, you know, viewpoint on that. And uh, anyhow, so I think that pretty much covers most of your uh, questions about this. Uh, David, you're up. Um. <laughs> yeah, not justified at all. Sorry. Um, the you know you, you when you watch that video, that particular video, and this goes to, uh, and I'm going to drag Ward right under the bus with me on this one. Um, the idea that you have to apply standards to um, violent riots, uprisings, whatever you want to call them, the same across the board, whether it's no matter what property it's on, is my opinion. There were three police officers, I think three or four, I think it was three police officers standing in front of that glass, that glass and wooden door that had been barricaded from the inside also with other furniture. When the, when the, when the female riot, a protester, they're mostly peaceful, remember? Um, when that protester got shot, those three officers were standing there holding the crowd back and they were throwing punches past them and hitting the windows and stuff like that, but they weren't attacking the cops and they were, they were, they were, could, they were yelling at the cops saying, we're on your side, we're on your side. Anyways, the three cops, at some point in time, somebody got a notice in their earpiece and said, everybody's secure, let's get out of here. And the three cops left. They walked out from in front of the door and left, moved out of frame. Somebody got told to get off that post. At that point, then the guy sticks out from inside behind the door with the gun and fires it at one of the protesters ended up striking the female, whether he was firing at her, at somebody else, we don't know yet, but she got struck. She ends up uh, I'm, I'm getting hit at that point. There is no way you can justify that shooting. Absolutely no way in any way, shape or form in any place at any time. Can you justify that shooting? Now, if there is and we're going to go back to the old the old um, Black Lives Matter trick and say, well, if if you don't have it on video, you can't tell me that there was a gun in that in that crowd. You can't tell me there was another weapon in that crowd. And that's why the officer behind the glass shot. So unless there is some other evidence that she or someone standing right beside her and she got shot by accident, it was somebody else that was armed or some other such thing that was pointing a gun or some other deadly weapon. But the guy's on the other side of a door that's barricaded. There's nobody else around. Nobody's in imminent danger or threat. The other cops left. It couldn't be them. So, yeah, no, sorry. And if you're going to apply the standard, and I'm going to bring Ward into this, sorry, that you're going to say shoot rioters, destructive rioters, arsonists, and stuff like that on site, which, hey, I'm with you on this one, Ward, um, then it has to be applied across the board equally to everyone, every place, every circumstance. All right, we got a lot of open mics. I got one minute before I have to take a commercial break. Uh, Ward, why don't you go ahead and go first, and then uh, the rest of you guys can jump in. But remember, one minute. 
think about what would happen if uh, the officers guarding the Portland Federal Courthouse killed a protester. We'd never hear the end of it from the press or the community. I, I don't think I agree with David that all property is the same. I'm inclined to think we need to have a discussion on protecting property with, uh, with lethal force because it's not just property, it's people's livelihood, it's people's uh, uh, life savings. In the case of uh, courthouses in Washington, D.C., the governmental institutions, it's more than just property. Uh, I, I think that in Washington, some things are more important than other things. Uh, so I, I don't know. This is it's a tough question in my mind, but I but I think some places are more deserving of protection than others. All right. Well, thank you, uh, thank you, Ward. Hey, um, we're going to take another commercial break, guys. We'll be right back. no matter how much you know about guns and ammunition, there's always that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture. GunLearn.com, they've taken the confusion out of learning and made it easy. GunLearn.com, it's the first and it's the only company to offer a step-by-step -step program that takes you from your present knowledge level to become a safe, accurate, and competent certified firearm specialist. Now, they take citations from federal law and ATF rulings for every point taught to ensure accuracy, and their training is also approved by major forensic organizations, law enforcement agencies, and even firearm manufacturers. Since 1996, they've taught everything that Leos need to know about firearms and ammunition to all facets of law enforcement. You can start today with online training or register to attend a live seminar. You can get free training for yourself and your personnel by hosting a seminar at no cost to your agency. Come aboard as one of the most firearm knowledgeable people in the world by joining the folks at gunlearn.com. All right, well, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Show. And um, I know that we've got uh, Andrea and Brett are getting ready to uh, to jump into this thing. I just wanted to, uh, before you guys go, I just wanted to make sure that you guys also realize that we've got uh, off-duty Leos involved in the D.C. rally are also facing investigation. Off-duty police officers from as far away as Seattle traveled to attend the rally on January 6th. And it also says that you've got a Philadelphia police officer it says the two Seattle cops, a Texas sheriff's deputy, um, two Virginia police officers took a photo from inside the Capitol building. We got Oakland police officers involved uh, who endorsed the takeover on social media. So you've got a lot of this stuff going on. And we and they even heard on, on the news that they were trying to jam up uh, retired officers. So that's one I'm glad I didn't go. <laughs> but, uh, but go ahead, Andrea and Brett, why don't you close us out on this topic? Andrew, go ahead. All right, I'll go. Can you hear me, Chip? Yep, you're fine. Okay. Well, first, I, I, I agree with Ward to a point. There is there is a line to be drawn in the sand. And we were talking, I think, before the show started about, David mentioned this, well, the Capitol building, that's me, that's us. And I agree, but if it's me, how about I want my institution to be defended. If that, if that belongs to me, I want it to be stopped. There is a line where we have to defend the, the institution of government, which was, which is us. Otherwise, what if those people had run through the through the Capitol, but unfettered, just run through, set fires, destroyed our strongest symbol of freedom in the entire world? Now, maybe it could be this: 
here's the line and no further. If you if you force these chambers, warning, you will be shot. It's now up to you. If you come in, you will be shot. There, I think there is a line that should never be crossed, whether it's Trump supporters or Antifa, whether it's state building, whether it's a Capitol building, I think there's a line that we have to draw at some point. Uh, good point, Cap. And, you know, look, I, I, we, you got two thumbs up from Ward, so, we, you know, we should play this back and free, freeze frame that and, like, print it out. I'll do that for you, Brett, because I've never seen Ward give two thumbs up before. But, uh, you know, that said, on David's point, and I don't agree with David, I, I think it was justified for the reasons I previously stated, but... Having all the advance notice on this, I did not see any OC pepper spray being used. Um, there are other, I mean, look, we've worked RNCs. You know, we know what's available. There's a lot of tools available. I just can't, I have a hard time giving a pass on them for not having the tools that I know are available to handle crowds. Um, I'm not saying it's, it's not a lot of work and it's still not dangerous, but they had a lot of things that should have been available to them for use um, to maybe keep it from getting to the point to where Delhi Force, you know, would have been used. So um, just my point. I know uh, David and Andrea, uh, go ahead, guys. I was I was going to say, and I keep losing my internet, but first of all, um, why why weren't those things available? If you have the information, why weren't they available? Why didn't why weren't they prepared? I mean, it makes you wonder, you know, you have all of these people that are in positions of power wouldn't you want, or if you're afraid or anything like that, you know that people are coming and this is a process, you know, that they know is a very, you know, people are very passionate about. Why weren't those things available? It makes you wonder. Was somebody told, nope, we don't want those things. You know, uh, again, were they wanting for a little bit of this to get ugly to show, look at what Trump's people are doing? Um, the other thing I was going to say to Ward's point, okay, I agree. I think that there are many things in Washington, D.C. that we should protect, you know, that's that's very important. So when it comes to a building, fine, maybe it's not a building, but then why aren't statutes statutes you know considered more important? Why are why is it okay to tear those down? That's all a part of history. You know, Washington D.C. is that's that's historical. This process is historical. So why are we not protecting that? You know, you need to be fair straight across the board. Protect the process. Protect the buildings. Protect the statutes. Protect our our laws that we're not protecting and it's okay to sit there and allow us to riot in other places or to sit there and peace, peacefully protest. But now all of a sudden when it's a different group and it's a different, you know, um, concern, then all of a sudden now, you know what, this is, we're hundred percent wrong. My other thing is, is I think it's funny how we haven't been able to get things under control in many democratic cities for a really long time. And now all of a sudden, are, are they still rioting there? You know, is, is a lot of this still going on in DC? Um, I do think that they had knowledge. I think they had plans to get it under control faster. They still haven't figured it out in some of these other places. Why is that? It just makes makes me ask a lot of whys. But I do think we need to be straight across the board, chip to answer you know, the questions that, that were they, you answered. I think, again, fine, you may be correct in all of your answers, but that needs to apply straight across the board to everything that went on over the summer. You know, we need to protect our laws. We need to sit there and we need to look at it all the same way. You know, nobody, if we're, if we're going to sit there, you know, all people are created equal. All laws should be equal straight across the board, you know, and, and we're just not, we're not doing that. It's total double standards all across the board. Agreed. Agreed. Hey, look, guys, I, we're taking, I mean, we're at uh, almost 40 minutes now. Um, I don't, I, Ward, I've only got time for you to go and we got to have some more content because we got to make five videos out of this show. So um, 
we'll ward your mic shut off. So we'll we'll leave it at that. If you guys want to interject while we're talking about anything else, or if any of our listeners, um, if there's something we didn't cover, they have a question, we'll cover that as well. Uh, producer Will will let us know. So, but great, great content, guys. Not an easy subject to talk about. I know we've got differing views, which actually makes for a great show. Um, and who would know? Uh, who would believe that the Harvard educated attorney would be the guy that started off on the on the opposite end of the spectrum? So, Ward, thanks for uh, spearheading that effort. The last time you did it, you know, talking about the uh, the uh, gun carry group in Florida, the Florida carry group, you got our heads up to 160,000 a month on uh, on YouTube. So who knows where we're to get us, you know, starting this off tonight. So appreciate it. All right. Uh, going on, look, let's go in, uh, and cover a video. This one's on police one Connecticut cops struck by a stolen pol a police car amid a pursuit. And now this is West Haven, Connecticut. So the West Haven police, they are investigating the incident in which several officers were injured during a chase. Now it started around 10, 15 in the morning on Wednesday after another agency notified them that a stolen car was observed exiting Interstate 95 at an exit, exit 43. So the vehicle in question had been used in several robberies and in purse snatches and over the past several days and West Haven police located it while it's driving. So officers attempted to stop the vehicle, and as the vehicle approaches an intersection, the driver could uh, not continue because of traffic congestion, and so he collides with multiple vehicles. So the male juvenile operator, of course, he flees on foot, officers give chase, and there's a second male juvenile occupant inside the car. And so while he's being apprehended, the operator returns, he enters, gets inside of a West Haven police patrol car, he puts it in reverse, and he strikes several officers. And then as he accelerates the vehicle going in a forward motion, he narrowly misses uh, and running over, I guess, one of the responding officers who actually had to jump out of the way at the last second, you know, to keep him getting run over. So the suspect then drives the vehicle through a fence at the Oak Grove Cemetery. That's a fitting place if it would have been a uh, deadly force incident, David. And, he, and the vehicle becomes disabled. The suspect attempts to flee on foot. He stopped and arrested by officers. So we've got a civilian, you know, filming this. Uh, too bad we don't have any body cams, you know, uh, of the uh, of the actual apprehension at close up range. I would have loved to have seen that. But uh, Captain Brett, you got a, a minute and a half. Go ahead. Um, well played, well played, young man. Well played. Stole a police car and tried to go there. Some style points there. Uh, that's going to be a story to tell uh, if you live. Yeah, they should have taken this kid out. If if you're if you're going to steal a police car and, and run over policemen and crash through a couple of gates, um, obviously, if he is not stopped, he's going to be an absolute danger to the community. They should have uh, they should have uh, punctured the young man. All right. And yeah, we'll have that, uh, you know, that video online. Uh, Producer Will will get that on during the week. And again, go to our Facebook page, Leo Roundtable, if you guys want to see the whole list of topics, including links to all the videos that we talk about. Now, Andrew, you got about 30 seconds. Go ahead. I was just going to say, talk about a deadly force situation, but if they would have used deadly force, we definitely would be talking about it in a, in a different manner, and they would be questioning that shooting. Just saying, but it was de that would definitely be a deadly force scenario. Now you're, you're, you know, you're probably right. So, well, look, um, getting a jump on our next article, we're going to take a commercial break in a second, but just to kind of whet the appetites, we are on techcrunch.com and the New York Times. So I'm using both of those sources. And the title reads, Parlor Jumps to Number One. So that's the Twitter alternative. And of course, you know, we're on uh, Parlor now, but there's some things that go on. So we're going to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. Now, hey, I take this time to talk about 
our uh, radio and our podcast. So look, we are on the Boss Hog Radio Network. And, you know, Boss Hog is in East Tampa, you know, Florida. And they're in uh, Bushnell, Lakeland Plant City, the Winter Haven and Avon Park. They've got four AMs and one FM station. So you can either look them up online. That is the Boss Hog Radio Network. Or if you live in those areas, they've got their local affiliate stations. So we appreciate um, them syndicating our show. Also, we are on 11 podcast format. So we have an RSS feed. We're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you guys uh, can check us out. If you go to leoroundtable.com at the top of the screen, you'll see a list like Spotify and a lot of our podcast options. So check out our podcast show. I'd like to see more people watch us through that medium, you know, while you're driving to and from work or wherever. So uh, it makes for a great way to watch. And also our, our main distributor of the podcast is through Anchor. So please check it out. 